California Bible Conference is going to be held in February. It's just going to be on the Zoom. Uh, they're, they're not able to have the in-person meeting. Uh, that's the weekend of the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th. And as soon as I have the information about the Zoom meeting, we'll get that out to everyone so that you can par uh, participate if you like. Uh, we had So the year in review quickly, if you will, and, and so forth, and then uh, come over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. That's kind of where we're going to go this morning and start. Um, again, as we look back over the year, it's one of those what a year. Uh, we, we had the governor come in and kind of institute a, a shutdown of meetings over 10. So we shut down to, to stop, uh, the, to flatten the curve was the big thing. And so we, in really kind of thinking about uh, the neighbors and thinking about a testimony in the neighborhood, we decided to do that as well. And then Memorial Day weekend, we said enough's enough and we're opening back up because it didn't really flatten the curve. It just did what it was going to do. And so we opened back up with an understanding then that if folks wanted to come, they could come. Uh, again, you look around the room, there are several folks that aren't here. Um, I said this a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago maybe, our only winter visitor back is Bob from Minnesota, and uh, everybody else kind of stayed. Bob from Minnesota, there you go. You know, and that's fine, and, and I respect that. If people can't come and don't feel comfortable coming, our, our room here is kind of hard to adequately get away from everybody, and that's fine. But the thing is, is the leadership, we decided not to uh, press a mandatory mask thing or, or this or that because we think about you being an adult in Christ and make your own decisions and, and so forth. And we did set up the, the stations. Ray uh, and Rebecca, he, Ray made these stations for us the two here and the one next door with the hand sanitizer and so forth on it. So we, we, did, we did make some adjustments to things. And again, as we do that and as we learn and as we go through, things kind of happened. And uh, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I think 2021 will be the same as 2020 in this COVID stuff. I don't think it's ever really going to go away. It's here. How, then we have to understand how do we then live with it. Um, we do it with flu. We've done it for years with flu. Now we just have another strand. It's amazing when you start wearing masks, the flu virus kind of went away. <laughs> you know, It's like, well, okay. So you have that. And, and I'll be honest with you folks, Romans 14 is what comes into play. Every day, everybody one, esteems one day different than another. But we all stand one in the Lord and who we are in Christ. So you have to allow for others to have a differing viewpoint. You have your viewpoint. They, by the way, are to allow you to have a differing viewpoint. It's interesting in Romans 14, the weaker brother. The weaker brother is never allowed to tell the stronger brother what to do. It's a fascinating thing. They're not to make demands on the, on the stronger to not do because they're weaker. They're to learn, and the stronger is to teach and so forth, and they're to learn that. And they're, they're not it's, it's Paul's very clear that there is not a, a, a situation where the weaker demands of the stronger. And uh, so it, that gets lost in all of the conversation and so forth, but that's what it is. So as we begin to uh, think about the new year, we, ha we have increased our online viewership. Uh, I think last Sunday we had more people online than we did in the room. 
and that's to be expected and I understand that and that's why we invested in the new camera and stuff over the year and uh, why we've invested in kind of upgrading the computer system and so forth to try and, and facilitate that up into a, a more high def uh, type situation. So again, as we begin to look, I, it's interesting, I, I, I look at things over the, at the end of the year in, in the mega church region and those big guys, I get this little report called 2020 year end song and sermon report. <laughs> The number one song in the Christian realm was Waymaker. I never heard of it, okay? Waymaker. And then that was Way, W-A-Y, Maker. And uh, so, so you, I, I had to go listen to it to, to understand what they were talking about. But in the sermon topics, it's interesting uh, in, in early in April, the main topics were of fear, prayer, faith, suffering, comfort, grief, stress, and church. Right in the middle of all the COVID, you know, stuff. Then as the summer came on board, the topics became the issues of government, justice, freedom, anger, and judgment begin to be the main push. And uh, then as, obviously, as the fall months come in, uh, you have church fellowship, you have service, church leadership, work, uh, and so forth. Well, what's beginning to happen in the fall? The churches are realizing it's time to do what? Reopen. So they begin to talk about that. Then in the winter time, Christmas, you have peace and hope and the stuff at Christmas time. What's interesting in that is, in the top 10 most preached scriptures, one, two, three, four, five of the top 10 are all from Paul's epistles. Three of them are out of the book of Romans. And it's two, one out of Philippians, one out of Ephesians. The problem is, is none of them are dispensationally taught when you go look at them. So you've got that out there. In our thing, in our meetings, over the summer, we talked about the glory plan and going to glory and heaven and so forth, and uh, subsequently then other things as the, the, the time has gone by. The top video on our YouTube page was, when was Jesus really born? <laughs> and so that one's been running the gamut. Uh, it's, it's actually um, up 30% over last year. So it's been running the gamut uh, again, great. Uh, Topography-wise, uh, United States obviously is number one, and then Canada, Germany, India, the Philippines, and then Europe, uh, England over there. So we have, you know, some of that is, is there as well. So as we begin to kind of look this morning, look, if you will, at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and then we're just, I put on the overhead kind of the outline there, and then we're going to talk about things as we go. And again, just really to remind ourselves to look to the new year. There's some things that we uh, would like to plan to do, some changes to a couple things that we were doing. And uh, just kind of talk about that this morning. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2 
is, kind of, is, is our ministry verses. There was a time of several years ago where you have a ministry verse and you have a, a statement and you have a, a vision and so forth. And on the overhead, that, the welcoming overhead, the, the five things that, you know, that we're about, that's kind of our vision and what we're statements about. They're, they're sitting back there by the pens on a little piece of paper. But 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1, Therefore seeing we have this ministry... As we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And that's what we're about. We're not going to do stuff, you know, counterfeit-wise or, or dishonestly or crafty or handling the word of God deceitfully. We're not going to do that, but rather we're going to preach the truth. We're going to be what 1 Timothy 3.15 tells us. We're going to be the pillar and the ground of truth. And that's what we've been since day one, really. And these verses, if the truth is what you're after, it's going to be here. Okay? That's the commending the truth to every man's conscience. If you want something else, if you're looking for something else, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I talk to people on a weekly basis that call here when I'm here, and I answer, I talk to them, and they're always looking for something else. And I'm like, well, here's what the truth is. Well, they're, well, do you have this program or that? I said, no, but that's a great idea. I kind of write that idea down, you know. I got a list of ideas that I'm sitting there going, okay, now who can do this? <laughs> You know, and the thing is, is the issue of the commending of the truth. And again, we looked several weeks ago, 1 Timothy 3 there, verse 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. The issue there, again, pillar, holding up the truth, the ground, maintaining it, keeping that. Come over with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And the issue with that is that's what we're about, maintaining, holding up, doing here 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse number 8, doing this verse, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. It's interesting, when Paul, this is Acts 16, Acts 17, when Paul goes through this territory and the Thessala, church at Thessalonica, that's what we talked last week about those that have turned the world upside down, have come hither to. He's out doing that. And you know what he says in verse 8? You guys did what? You guys, the church at Thessalonica, the church, the body of Christ at Thessalonica, what'd they do? They sounded out the word in the whole region around them. So you know what Paul says in verse 8, Deanna? I didn't have to go do it. That's how this is designed to work. It isn't designed to go over and poach and to do. It's designed to, you go out, we go out, we sound out the word in the community. The local church is to be the vehicle to get, to, to get the truth into the community, to keep it in the community, to protect it in the community. And, and then what happens is then when somebody says, hey, I want, I'm looking for truth, then they say what? Well, there's that little church over there by Mitchell Park in Tempe. They, they have it. They're a little weird, 
They got little weird things, but they have it. I, I talk to people, again, throughout the year, this past year, that have hooked into us on our website. And they oh, hey, you know, you're close. And we had a young lady come in a little bit here, and I've since talked to her, and there's just some doctrinal issues, which is fine. She's learning. She's trying to grow. And she's like, I just don't know if I can do that. I said, well, I tell you what. When you're ready, we are here. When you're ready, we're here. And she says, okay, great, you know, and that was, that's been the end of that conversation. That's the thing here. The local assembly is that vehicle. That's why we do come over to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. So in the local assembly, uh, get Philippians 1 and first, you were in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 3. Um... I don't know where I'm going first yet. I hadn't quite figured that out. So in the local assembly, the local, that's why this morning is the state of this assembly. The local assembly, that's the vehicle. Uh, the local assembly, in, in Titus 1, he tells t- uh, Titus over there to set in order the things that are wanting. Philippians 1, verse 1. Let's just start there. Philippians 1, verse 1. So in the local assembly, we have order. We, we, we have a leadership. We call it the board, uh, just because that's what I called it when we started, and it stuck. The, Paul and Timotheus, the servant of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. And you go to 1 Timothy 3 and verse 1, and you see the issue of an office of a bishop. And then down in verse 8, you see the, the bringing up of the office of the deacon. So in a local assembly, we have structure, and we have order, and we have an organization. And in Philippians 1 verse 1, you have three groups within the local assembly. You have the saints, then you have the bishops and the deacons in those leadership roles. Those come from within the, the saints. The leadership does. So we have a board. Uh, Greg and James are not here this morning. They're, they sit on our board. We have Mark in the corner back there. We have Brian. We have Bruce. We have Ricky. He's in the closet over here running the media. And there, there's our board. Okay. And from so what, what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six. And then I, I sit on the board as well. So seven. So from time to time, we have people, men, who come and say, hey, I'd like to be on the board. By the way, the board meetings are open. Anyone can come and sit. We'll, we might even ask you what your opinion is about something. And doesn't mean we're going to go with it, but we'll at least hear you. So we have, in our Constitution, we have certain requirements that are outside of Scripture f- to be on our board. And this year, we have uh, Phil uh, Taylor I, told, I asked him a minute ago if he was ready to give his testimony. You should have seen the look on his face. Like, huh? We're not going to do that. He, he, he came and ex- has been coming to the board meetings and has expressed interest in being on the board. And uh, he's in GSB right now and, uh, and so forth. Second year uh, at the school. So him and his family have been a part of us for over a year now, and that's the, require, that's the external requirement, <laughs> is that you be local and you be with us at least a year so we can get to know you. And uh, he's expressed interest in being in 
uh, on the, as a, a new board member, so there would be seven of the guys making the decisions, and, uh, and I facilitate and kind of run the meetings and keep everybody civil, Brian, <coughs> Greg, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Mark. And uh, it, it's, it, so that's an inside joke, okay? It's okay. But uh, so I, I nominate Phil Taylor to be on the board. I just need someone to have a second, if you will. Second, second. Okay, we got Susie and Nick and, and Bob back there. So Phil's on the board. The board runs about three years, or in most cases, hey, are you, you still want to be here <laughs> and do this? And uh, I think uh, from our original board, Bruce, you're the only one left from the original board. Somewhat original, yeah. We did this uh, 28, 18 years ago. Yeah, the first one. So, but, uh, so Phil, you're, you're, you're on, okay? And that's really how simple it is. It, it's just, it comes from within and comes out. And if, in, t- in 1 Timothy 3, it says, If a man desire the office of a bishop, likewise the deacons must be, so they can learn, um, the o- obedience or learn the, the, the truth and so forth. So it's really just that simple. There has to be a desire, and then you have to pass the test, um, and, and he did. And so, so that, that, uh, that sets the board for the, for the coming year and as well as moving forward, okay? The next issue that comes up, come over with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, is the one issue that everybody cringes when you talk in, in church, and that is the issue of finances. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 9, on, on our back offer, by the way, I forgot, see, I forgot to even announce, don't forget the offering box, because that's how little I really pay attention to it. Not that it's not important, because in finances, that's how the work of the ministry gets done. And in finances, you have on your page, a, um, see if I can get this to work. You have, there we go. You have an estimation of, of 2021, but real quickly, if you look at the bottom of your, your handout, you have what we did in 2020. I don't have that in front of me. You can see that. That's the bank balances as of the end of the year. So re- despite us being shut down for a month, month and a half, for COVID and for things to be the way that they have been with people having to be online and give. The giving hasn't really um, dropped off, so to speak. It hasn't, it's it slowed, but it hasn't really just gone to zero. Uh, when I read these follow-up reports from 2020, the biggest struggle that mainline Christianity happens today is money, is financing. Because what happens is, is when people stay home and watch online, you know what they forget about? The offering box, because they're not, it's not in front of them, it's not put there, and so forth, and so they uh, tend to slide away from it. So when you think about finances, 2 Corinthians 9, and verse number 7 is the verse that sits on top of the offering box, and, and what happens with money and with giving 2 Corinthians 9, 7, Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And and that's the verse that we always use, but that verse is very powerful. It's very loaded. 
in that it requires a man, obviously really not just the male gender, but mankind. If you're a husband and a wife, you're going to sit, you're going to purpose, you're going to make a budget, you're going to do as he purposed in his heart. This is something you think about. This is something you're, you're, you're consciously not going, oh, no, there's the offering box. Or, oh, oh, here comes the, you guys see that little cartoon I put up on Facebook about, with, I guess it was Dennis the Menace or, or Family Circus, and it's a cartoon, and the guy's got the offering plate in front of him, and the little boy says, if the sermon's bad, do we get a refund? <laughs> okay. And uh, I found it, so I put it up there. But it's not that. It's it's an, oh, no, there's an offering, so now you're digging. It's a purpose. You purpose to do this. You've sat. You've thought about it. Uh, Look back up at chapter 8 here. You've you've thought through it. You've considered it. You've said, listen, this is what what we are going to do, my family and I, just as the board sits and looks at the money and the things that are going to happen and the things that need to be and those emergencies that pop up, taking care of them. Just as the board sits and manages that finance, you're doing that as well as home. And, 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 and in 2 Corinthians 8, eight, not eight chapter 8, chapter 9, and uh, Paul is dealing with a specific giving called the offering for the poor saints at Jerusalem. But he shows where giving comes from. Chapter 8, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to, to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. Notice how he's going to describe giving. Abundance of joy. And their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us that with much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take upon us, now watch, the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, now watch, but first gave their own selves to the Lord, purposed in their heart. See, chapter 9, verse 7. And unto us by the will of God. So notice abundant of liberality, the riches of their liberality, abundant of their joy, fellowship of the ministry unto the saints. Terms that Paul is using to look at and to identify the issues of giving. Verse 7, therefore, as ye abound, ye, the Corinthians, abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in, notice, this grace also. It's very interesting when you talk about giving and money that Paul talks about joy, liberality, this grace also, fellowship of the ministry, Verse 8, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. How do you you prove the sincerity of your love? How do you focus in and say, hey, this ministry is valuable? You do it in giving. 
You do it financially. You do it monetarily. Now, again, you don't do it, un, you know, grudgingly or a necessity. You do it because you sat. You said, look, this is where we're at, what we can do. And then you make and you do it out of, a, of an abundance of joy. It's fascinating to me how Paul never talks about giving in a, in a grudgingly manner. It's always a, a, a way of, of showing appreciation for the work of the ministry. If you keep reading there, Paul, verse 11, he says, Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is, acceptable, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye be burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply of your want, that there may be equality. You see, the the Macedonian church, the church at Philippi, they were giving out of a deep poverty state. The Corinthians were rich. They weren't giving. And he's like, wait a minute, this is, une this is unequal here. You guys need to step up because they can't. So then when you can't, they'll step up. There needs to be a balance. It's very fascinating. Come over to Philippians chapter 4. Or, uh, yeah, chapter, four, chapter 1, start there. Philippians 1. Philippians 1. So when we talk about money, and again, you see the, the anticipation for next year, the estimated for the monthly cost. You see that. That's, that, that is just what it is, an estimation. Okay? Things come up. <laughs> you know, Eric, the heater went out next door. You remember we had like three weeks with no heat in the building? Okay? Next door. That, well, we had a part on order. Guess where it was coming from? China. And it was on the slow boat. <laughs> and it finally got here, and they finally got it fixed. So things like that begun to happen. But we painted the buildings, by the way, in November. I don't know if you noticed that. But we had set that money aside in the building department, the building project fund, if you will. And we began to do and, and to say, okay, now it's, let's go do it. By the way, in 2021, there are no building projects. <laughs> Because we don't know what COVID's going to bring. We don't know what the regs are going to happen. We don't know what the politics are going to do to us. So it's, we're just going to kind of nestle on and just, you know. But if the roof falls in, guess what's going to happen? Well, we're going to have a roofing project. <laughs> or we're going to put a for sale sign out and go meet in the park, <laughs> you know. We're going to have to do something, okay. Over the year, over, I think it was 2019, we put up the security cameras and stuff like that. Just kind of hedging and looking and thinking about and being proactive a little bit. That takes money. That takes planning. That takes some thinking about it. Look, look at Philippians 1. Paul obviously talking to the, to the folks there at Philippi. Look at verse 5. 1, 5. Uh, all, verse 4, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Do you see that fellowship in the gospel? In 2 Corinthians 8, he's talking about the church at Philippi, specifically, and he brought up that thing about take upon us the fellowship of the ministering 
to the saints. The fellowship of the gospel, he's talking about money. He's talking about giving. Come over to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And look here at verse 14, Philippians 4.14. Paul writes, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. And now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift. Notice Paul's like, I'm not begging for money. But rather, but I desire fruit that it may abound to your account. Again, notice the fruit. We were talking last hour about fruit unto God. What's the fruit here in association with? Given, taking care of Paul, taking care of the work of the ministry. So when you think about the giving and you see the estimate and you see what the end of the year looked like there, you know, we, we had, um, you know, we had actually a, a windfall of seven grand. <laughs> Usually we're a negative. <laughs> This, you know, last couple years we've been to the positive. It's something to get excited about because what does giving do? It says, this is how much I appreciate this ministry. The learning, the pillar, the ground of the truth. How are we going to do that? Now, in that list, you'll see, number one, the biggest expense is the, come over to Galatians 6. Galatians chapter 6. The biggest expense is the pastor's compensation package. I call it, so therefore that's what it says, okay? And what had happened over with COVID over this past year is Linda and I sat, my kids are all out of the house, so we can do this now. We sat and we made a budget and everything on, on what I would need to be full-time, not working a secular job. First time in 35 years, not working a secular job, along with being the pastor. So we worked it out. We figured it out. Then, then she came up with the wonderful idea of her retiring. So then we reworked the numbers and, uh, we, and, and so forth. And uh, was, so I talked to the bus yard at the school that I was going to go back to. They were going to be requiring mask worn all the time, 24-7 when you're on the bus. And I'm like, even when there's no kids, even when there's no kids, and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to do that. So we made the decision to go full-time and to be full-time in the ministry, as they say. And uh, the guys on the board had asked me what that was, so we talked about it. And we had been progressively kind of working this way as it is. So Galatians 6, verse 6 is the verse that... Uh, it kind of comes up. There's other verses in 1 Timothy 5 and so forth. But it says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. You go over there to Romans 15. Paul talks about that poor saints at the Jerusalem that, hey, if they're ministering to our spiritual things, then of their carnal things we ought to be taking care of as well. So moving forward, um, I will be here full time. Uh, in the ministry-wise and doing and studying. And uh, with COVID, it's hard to go visit people because folks are a little nervous, and I understand, but we'll, we'll work through all of that as well. That's why that number is, is kind of up there a little bit because it's an increase from last year 
and so forth. But um, Bruce and Brian and the guys, they put their heads together. They think we can do it. By the way, if we don't do it, guess what I do? I go back to the work. It's not a problem. It's, I've been doing it all my life, but the goal is not to have that. So do remember that in your thinking about us and the thinking about the work of the ministry and so forth, okay? Real quickly, if, by the way, any questions? I kind of get into a bit. If you have questions, just raise your hand and we can, we can do, okay? If you'll notice back under the, in, in the monthly expenses, you'll see electricity, the utilities there, the insurance, um, you'll see property repairs. The, again, we don't have, if you go back to your um, agenda, under ministry expansion, there's some things that uh, we, we, with COVID, that we're not going to be able to really do the way we wanted to do. So we're going to have to make some adjustments Okay, one of them there at the end, at the bottom is the Lord's table. We've done that in the past. We had the fellowship meal out back under the tent and everything. And uh, we're not able to really do that without, you know, too much. We can. We're going to have food here in a minute. <laughs> but the thing is, is we're, I, we just kind of have to adjust how we're going to do some things. So like outreach, we had planned on being at the swap meet. Well, we couldn't do that during COVID. Now those restrictions are beginning to lessen a little bit. And I know the swap meet out east where we were going, they've been rather full from what I understand. So now we need to reinvestigate what is needed, what's required. Can we go back out and do? And we just kind of need to get that going, if you will, again, from what we were doing. Some of us were going door to door in the neighborhood. That's kind of looked down on because of COVID. So, okay, we can't do that, but maybe if we can figure out what the swap meet needs, maybe there's a swap meet on the west side of town, we can go over there as well, just kind of feel that out. So outreach doesn't stop, it just needs to be readjusted in how we do it. You follow that? Okay. Again, if you've got ideas, let us know on different things to do. Okay. Then the the next thing is the figs, the fill-in guys. And those are the guys that fill in while I'm gone, um, hunting in August and September. Uh, Linda and I have, were planning a trip in July. We're not able to go on the cruise, but as long as they leave the national parks open, we're going to go up north and kind of spend a couple of weeks going through the, some of the national parks. That's the plan. We'll see what happens, okay? So the fill-in guys, uh, these are the guys that uh, kind of fill in. And what I would like to do, and I've emailed them about this, is the kind of the each month, first Sunday of the month or so, let the guys take the 9.30 hour and teach. Practice makes perfect. Well, practice helps. Let's put it like that, okay, because you never do it perfectly. I got home last Sunday. You know, I struggled a few places. I beat myself up for four days about it because... It's just how you are. It's just the way you are. Man, I should have said that, and I should have hammered that, and it's just how it is, okay? So we're going to start that. Um, if you're one of the guys that was in the emails, you're aware of this. Phil is actually going to take the first Sunday of February, okay? February the 7th. He's, again, he's in GSB. He's in that prepping delivery class. He's been prepping, so we're going to get to hear his delivery, and I get to grade him, you know. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. 
So as we, as things, as the guys go, again, the fill-in guys know you got one Sunday out of the month. There's going to be two Sundays in July. We're going to be gone a Sunday in August, I think, for hunting, that, or maybe September. I'll be gone. We'll see. But the goal is to have these guys get a little more practice under their belt, if you will, and not be mandatory, not be obligated, just, you know, hey, you know, and by the way, the other thing is, is if I get COVID and go down, somebody's got to fill in, you know, so uh, for the two weeks or, huh, Phil, <laughs> Phil and Keith, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. What, what's that? Actually, I thought about it. I thought about putting plastic partitions up here and just, you know, go at it. So anyway, so that's what that is, okay? So as you look at that, then we have the Bible Project. Uh, last year, I introduced this idea about, uh, look over at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 with me quickly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, there's a wonderful thing here that Paul says to the Thessalonians that when we did our King James Bible seminar uh, in 2019, really kind of struck home for me. In verse 27, he says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. And all of Paul's epistles were designed to be circular epistles. So he writes to, Thessalon to Thessalonica, they have the original they make copies and send it through and out and about. And, and we understand the Word of God's in the King James Bible. We're not talking about changing the Bible, but rather identifying the proper or a more proper publisher. Because the publishers in, in America take liberties with changing things and doing different things and so forth. So over with, because of COVID and you know having to stay home from the school couldn't really work, um, I spent some time with Gary uh, World, Gary and Vicki, they, they come, they live over north of Tucson, and uh, went down through some stuff uh, that he had researched over the years. And actually, he saved my bacon because he gave me more stuff than I realized was ever really out there. Again, just talking about publishers. Not, again, the text is the King James Bible but who the publishers are. So we were working on that, and really I, I had narrowed it down between Cambridge and Oxford as the publishers, okay, because they, they carry the Crown's copyright in England. Now, I know we're talking here. I've got Oxford Bible in there. It's got the Crown's copyright stamped on it because it came out of England. And as we begin to kind of do that and through a little more investigation, come to find out that there's some issues with the Cambridge and there's some issues with Oxford, as there's issues with any of it. So then we, I got kind of backed up and said, okay, now what? Well, then you come to find out that, you know, you start Googling this stuff and you just get millions and millions of bits of information. And then there's a pure Cambridge text that comes out. And they do some little things. And, and the difference between all of these, honestly, is just spelling and pronunciations and capital S for spirit compared to little s for spirit, things like that. And what I talked with Gary about and what I was looking at is, are there any doctrinal problems, see? And if there are, then we need to identify those and not. So we're still kind of working that through, if you will. If you have some ideas on it, if you look up and investigate Pure Cambridge, again, this is a work in progress. We haven't, 
I would like to be able to say it's this Bible, but, but you just can't make that dogmatic statement, if you will, because things changed over the years. The pure Cambridge text came into being about 1900 out of a desire of identifying the proper King James Bible text in English because of all of the revisions and, and so forth and stuff that have been happening. And uh, it seems to be the more sound, if you will. But again, this is not a demand that you have to have this. It, this is a recommendation. I always get people, what Bible do you recommend to me? Okay? And it would be nice to be able to recommend, hey, this is, you know, the best that, that we've found. So that is still kind of a work in progress. It's something that uh, I'm, I'm doing it. We were going to have a committee. I was going to use the men's fellowship to kind of do it. We may talk about it more in the men's fellowship. But with COVID and not able to do, we just kind of, you know, I just kind of worked on it on my own, okay? So then you have, uh, what else we got up there? Small groups. Um, that's just what it means, the, the Monday night Bible study uh, and so forth. I know Marla's got studies that she does with the ladies and, and so forth during the week. And those are ongoing. And again, COVID kind of messes with that, where you can't really get together. You can, but everybody's nervous and so forth. But what we are going to be doing and, uh, is a young married class. And what I mean by young married is, that's you guys, exactly, is, is young as in uh, age, the younger people, okay? And uh, a young family class and so forth, we're going to start that here in the next month or so. Uh, well, actually, we kind of already started it uh, this, uh, in this month. And next month, we're going to do some things and just get some of the young people together and have uh, some of that conversation, okay? Now, the Lord's table. This one is the big one because the Lord's table, the fellowship meal, again, it's something that we can do or not to do. It's, it's not mandated that we do. I would like to change how we're doing it. And what my idea is, if you will, is really during the 11 o'clock hour, just kind of have a testimony time. Five minutes to 10 minutes and take up a lot of time of what, uh, if you've got a verse on your heart, you'd like to share a testimony about what the Lord's doing in your life, what you're learning, okay? Uh, again, the Lord's table is about do this in remembrance of me, okay? So I'd like to take some time, uh, have a, not a praise and worship and you think about it, but a kind of a, just a testimony time of, you know, hey, if you got something on your mind, you know, take a few minutes. Uh, you can stand or sit where you're at and say, hey, I was just reading this verse and it hit me and it meant something to me. And just kind of have that, uh, do that from periodically uh, from time to time and so forth. And, and again, it's, it's something that we're to be doing in remembrance of him okay that's the idea how it's going to go we'll see all right so if you hear me say praise time or testimony time that's what we're talking about all right and again it's just something when when you do it uh when we have the fellowship meal you know the conversation i kind of direct it with those handouts and everything and and we can do that it says we don't have to but just kind of with with the environment that we're in right now adjusting how we do that and uh, just kind of have a fellowship around who we are in his son, okay? All right. Building property projects, uh, there are none that I'm aware of. Uh, if you see something that you think needs to be fixed, fix it. 
if you see something that you think ought to be fixed and you don't know how to fix it, then say something. That, that, <laughs> okay? Because we don't see everything. We're not, in, we're not around everything. So, again, if you see something that needs to be addressed, you need to bring it to one of the board attention, and uh, then that way we can, we can uh, discuss it and look at it. The goal is really to be able to just kind of hibernate for the year, see what's going to fall out. You never know with government what's going to happen. You never know with COVID or, or what is it, strain variant one and strain variant two now and all this stuff. You never know what's going to happen as far as the, the uh, restrictions. So um, we, d we just need to be aware of that. So there are no plans on any building projects. Um, I know in the past we kind of talk about the parking lot and stuff. All that's just been on hold and... Uh, if you trip and fall, then you can see Brian, okay? <laughs> see Brian. Brian is, the, Brian is the default see Brian, okay? Now, if you trip and fall, we do have insurance, and we will take care of you, okay? All right. Um, the other thing, then, is just kind of an open discussion. I don't know if anyone has anything that you're going to say. Yes, sir. So if you park on that side, just kind of keep in mind that 1 o'clock would be a good time to go in case they want to have a party or invite people over. This is what he talked about because he, he wants to have get-togethers and stuff and just wants to make sure that they have some parking space. So yeah. Okay. Just to stay in good standing with them. But right. they've, been, they've been really nice, and I'd like to keep that well, yeah. relationship that, with them. I'm sure we were clear out for the most part they can move their cars yeah. over here. Yeah, if you're going to be a while, yeah. just move it yeah. to the other side. Otherwise, it's not an issue. So Okay. Yeah, the yeah. neighbors are, uh, we've had a kind of a rollover of our neighbors. So uh, they're learning us, and we're learning them. And being conscious of them is, is a good thing. Um, so what are their names again? Rex. Okay. And there's another person, I think it's Hillary's brother and I'm still working on trying to remember it because it's okay. a difficult name. Sedona. It's okay. Sedona, yeah. It's supposed to like Sedona, but Sedona. All right. Okay. Anything else anybody can see? What's up? Just repeat the questions for the internet. Repeat the question. The, the thing for the internet was the our neighbors being conscious of parking in front of their house and not being there beyond uh, one o'clock. So, okay. Um, Acts chapter 20, if you will, and we'll close with this verse. And, and again, uh, I, this meeting, I look forward to this meeting, I think, as one of my favorite times, even though it's kind of not really a lot of teaching, because I have said since day one when we started in my living room that if you have a question about something, it was going to be open book. Nothing was going to be hidden or done underneath the table. The issue of dishonesty and craftiness and so forth. And this is a good time. If you want to see the books, the financials for the year, I, ask Brian. Uh, I, I have a, a, a year to date here. It's just you're going to need a magnifying glass because I printed it all on one. But we can make that available. I never have hidden that stuff. I don't look at the giving except for once a year, and that's, the, that's that paper, that, and I put my signature on it. Um, other than that, I leave that between you and the Lord and Brian because of the book keeping. 
and, uh, and so forth, and I look at it. I don't sit there and add them up and go, okay, you know, why aren't you, why, you know, who's not giving? Whack, 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 you know, because it's not about that, all right? So if you've got a question and you need want to talk to me privately, that's fine. But uh, Acts chapter 20, verse number 32, Paul has come to the concluding talking to the elders at Ephesus. And he says, verse 32, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Folks, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, that it will build you up. And that's what it's all about. I've never tried to have dominion over your faith or run your life or any of that. We're just here preaching the word, standing for the word, and doing it from a King James Bible, rightly divided, okay? All right? All right, let's close in a word of prayer. If you're sticking around for food, I'm sure it's there next door. Otherwise, I would have been told to, to uh, keep going. <laughs> Which, by the way, I can. I got a ton of stuff, so, yeah. Oh, we know. Yeah, listen to them. All right. Dearly Father, we thank you for the morning, Lord. We thank you for the folks here, for the folks that are online, for the participation by all in this work of ministry, for your honor and for your glory, that whatever we say and do would be for that. And Lord, I just pray and I do commend everyone here, everyone online, to the word of your grace so that they're built up in you. And we'll just give you the praise and the honor for everything. In your name we pray. Amen. All right.